1: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome to A Course in Miracles.
1: Ah, So happy to be with you, so happy to have the opportunity to join together, be the two or more who are gathered, and you might be able to hear in the background, I have the sounds of Hawaii, it's a bit of a rainy morning, and the frogs are still out, because because the sun is not up and the crickets, and so you can hear all the sound effects that are being naturally produced by nature. <laughs> and I'm here on a retreat on the big island of Hawaii with my friend David Hoffmeister. And we are, which it was his birthday yesterday, actually. I didn't even realize until he mentioned it at breakfast. And there was no specialness. We, we didn't celebrate his birthday. <laughs> we just celebrated life and love together, which was lovely. And I had a wonderful time going to the volcano here on the Big Island, and then having deep, deep conversations, uh, hours and hours of deep, deep conversations about our healing. Yes. So perhaps we'll do another retreat next year <sighs> here in Hawaii. Wouldn't that be lovely? i got to tell you, this is one of the nicest spots for a retreat I've ever, ever even heard of. So I think, I think I'll make it an annual thing like Gary Renard. <laughs> He's coming here in June. So let us begin with our prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. Take this breath breath of love and gratitude with me. (sighs) Let us be so grateful and so thankful that we can choose love, that we can tune our mind back to the default settings of love and peace and joy and harmony. Let us be so grateful that we can wake up in our mind and remember the truth that sets us free. So we dedicate ourselves right now to that remembrance. We dedicate ourselves to our healing and our awakening, and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. Beautiful. <sighs> so, I, I I love being able to pick a topic uh, in the way that I do, which is really what I do. Is I open the book, Course in Miracles book to a page and see what the Holy Spirit has for us. Uh, Sometimes I get clear direction or intuition, and I follow that, of course. But uh, today I opened the book, and uh, the topic was specialness as a substitute for love, the goal of specialness. And yesterday, when we went to the volcano, we had a long talk about special relationships. And here we are in the month of February. And last February, I'd just like to let you know, last February, my topic the entire month was about relationship, uh, in a sense, in honor of Valentine's Day and that theme. And one thing that I... Uh, had a thought about a couple weeks ago that's kind of stayed with me is about specialness in this way. So we there are two ways of cultivating specialness and I think some of us don't even recognize one of them. So the most obvious one is we think we're better than. We think we're better than someone. We think we're special. We want to be special and in fact Someone was talking about that yesterday. How do you let go of wanting to be special, wanting to be unique, wanting to be seen and noticed and all of that? How do you let go of that? And then what about the specialness of your especially wrong or bad or not good or stupid or whatever it is? uh, specialness that comes from perhaps some kind of illness. Uh, I noticed that one of the things that I perceived when my mom was so sick with, well, when she first got diagnosed with a terminal illness and so, um, my parents told some people and then there'd be, comes that specialness. She's quote-unquote dying of cancer. She's got a terminal illness and that creates a sense of specialness. Uh, Specialness of all the ways in which we think that there's something wrong with us. You know, I notice that many people will say uh, in conversation, even if you just met them, they'll say things like um well, my ADD won't allow me to do that, or so my ADD gets in the way. And so, uh, that diagnosis that someone has given them, they now claim, oh, it is my illness. It's mine. There's such a, an attachment to it. And I'm, I'm not being critical because, believe me, I do the same thing. <laughs> There's only one of us here in this experience, so. One experienced as many. And uh, so we can take a breath when we notice that we are interested in that specialness because it really does create so much pain and suffering. Let Let us move to the end of suffering. Let us make that our goal. Let us... And the end of suffering is when we choose to remember that the separation never occurred. All suffering is a result of choosing thoughts of separation. So if we'd like to experience the peace of God, we already have the peace of God, but it's hidden behind the dark clouds of our specialness. You cannot cherish your specialness and be happy too. So, at what cost will you cherish your specialness? Now, here's the thing is, I know that people, when they have an illness or someone died in their life, that maybe that's the cause of their specialness. They're grieving now, and uh, maybe their specialness is uh, they have an addiction experience happening uh, they feel addicted to something. Uh, someone just ended the relationship. Uh, all the many ways that we can put a label on ourselves and create a specialness around it is creating our suffering. And we really can transform all of that thinking, because it's really ego thinking. It's not our true identity. Our true identity has no use for specialness. Right? Our holiness has absolutely no use for specialness. Of what use would specialness be? No, specialness is the, the weapon of separation. The mass distraction. The mass destruction. So, it's So helpful just to have an awareness, just to cultivate that awareness of, oh, look right now, I can tell in this conversation, I'm looking to cultivate the specialness. I'm looking for someone to think, oh, poor you and get special treatment, or, oh, special you, you get special treatment, and we do that all the time, don't we, right, even spiritual teachers do it, that's right, we, oh, we want special treatment from someone, because we're, we're special, we're so spiritual, we're so special, so this kind of thinking is so pervasive, and each one no matter how small i'd like special treatment because anything anything you can think of is going to create the suffering that has to go along with it so let us let us heal this thing at its root right and rather than feed it i'm sure you've all heard the story of the two wolves the grandfather talking to his grandchild talking about the two wolves are having a battle. Which one's going to win? And the child says, Yeah, Grandpa, which one's going to win? And he says, The the one that I feed. The one that I feed, that's the one that's going to win. And there's the angry wolf and the loving wolf. wolf which one are you going to feed? So this, this is how we choose each minute of every day. So I'm going to invite you right now to place your hand on your heart and just tune within. Because all of our healing, it's an inside job. We do it together, but it's an inside job. And thank goodness, because that means we're not victims. We can choose our healing. So just looking for where are the places that you look to get sympathy Or special treatment. Where are they in your awareness? Where are you looking to get special treatment or sympathy? Where are you looking to get recognition? Yep. Considering that, hey, and here's, here's a really good one. Believe it or not, are you looking to get appreciated? Are you looking to be appreciated? Is that important to you to be appreciated? I know in my many years as a spiritual counselor, uh, I've heard many, many people complain that they're not being appreciated at work or in their family, in their primary relationships, and this is a complaint, they're not being appreciated. Well, first of all, of course, we know that perception is projection, so are we appreciating ourselves, are we honestly appreciating ourselves, or are we looking for special treatment If we're looking for special treatment, we can recognize that uh, that is actually something that's going to create our suffering. If we're looking for special treatment and we're not getting it, then they're suffering, you see. And often the person who is upset because they're not getting special treatment or appreciation... Many times that person can behave in a way that's a martyr. They're looking... I used to do that all the time. I used to do things in order to get appreciation, recognition. So I would do things in order to get something. Giving to get. I was talking about this on the show recently. So if you're giving to get, you're always going to... Be experiencing more suffering. Because that's not what love is. Love doesn't give to get. Love shares because it already has. Seek first the kingdom which is within and will also be added unto you. It's already been given. Why are you trying to get something? It's already been given. There must be something wrong in the thinking if I'm trying to get something. It's already been given. Allow me to express it, to reveal it, to activate it. And the thing is, we don't know how. We think we don't know how. Because instead of discovering how to access the kingdom, how to reveal a kingdom in our lives, we're trying to get something. We're thinking that things should be different. So our opinions and our judgments about what isn't happening, what should be happening, what could be happening, fantasizing, All of these things, what they do is they block our experience of our natural wisdom, our natural intelligence, our intuition, and all these faculties. We can change our mind about pursuing these things. I call it relax the mind. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, it takes dedication, That's and that's exactly what I offer. So in all of my classes, in all of the things that I offer every day for free, everything that I offer is about this relaxing of the mind so that the love can flow. The healing can flow, the harmony can flow, because the love, the healing, the harmony, the peace, the joy, the prosperity, the abundance, in their naturalness, it feels like a flow. Everything is available. Seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else will be added unto you. In A Course in Miracles here in the text, uh, this is page 499, Chapter 26, The Goal of Specialness, Section 1, Specialness as a Substitute for Love. Love that. Isn't that great? Love is extension. To withhold the smallest gift is not to know love's purpose. Love offers everything forever. Hold back, but one belief, one offering, and love is gone because you asked a substitute to take its place. And now you must war, the substitute for peace. And now must war, sorry, the substitute for peace come with the one alternative that you can choose for love. Your choosing it has given it all the reality it seems to have. So you'll see it when you believe it. It's our investment in it that comes first. So in order for us to have that clarity of God that we seek, that peace of God experience, it's already ours, so if we'd like to have it in our experience, we must place our attention on it in our mind. If we're looking for appreciation, if we're looking to be special because of anything, a negative thing or a positive thing, it's a block to what we truly, truly, truly want, I believe, which is to remember the truth that sets us free. Well, gosh, we're already here at the first break and uh, I'm going to invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com and see all the free stuff that's there and take a look at my masterful living class if you'd like help undoing this specialness, uh, program in the mind. So, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Unity.fm, online radio, Course in Miracles, Living the Love and Walking the Talk. I'll be right back.
0: And more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living Life Coaching with Carla.
2: Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: Ah, So, the sun is rising here in Hawaii where I am. So beautiful. I could just, it's like a painting, a moving painting. And There's nothing special about it. It's just beautiful. (laughs) So specialness is a substitute for love. Think about that just for a second. Would you be willing to entertain that love really is the healer? That the healer is not outside of us. It's in our own loving heart. And so it's... Giving and receiving love, being in the free flow of love, sharing love—that is what is our healer. And so, if we're focused on specialness, our uh, special lack or our special uh, asset, asset or de- deficit, then. Are we focused on love? No, we're not focused on love then. So this is our opportunity to be willing to remember over and over again, love is the healer. Specialness is not the healer. It's not the healer. It's never been the healer. Why would we value specialness over love? When we're suffering and love is the healer, why would we do that? I find myself asking these questions. Why would we do that? It's because we, on some level, would like to control and manipulate the world. But here's the thing. This world of form that we're in, the 3D world of form, all thought produces form at some level. So our thought combined with our belief produces a power that can literally move mountains. So don't we have that already? And how about focusing it to move a mountain of our specialness? Focusing our heart and our mind together to move a mountain of our specialness. Now, there's. it's interesting because there's False humility and true humility. I once had a conversation with a very, very, very successful celebrity. And uh, you won't guess who it is probably. But um, anyway, big movie star who had had some real quality time with the Dalai Lama. And uh in my conversation with him, this was many years ago, I said, I asked him, what, what movie are you most proud of your work in? And he very abruptly said, I have no pride in my work. And I felt that that was not true in that moment, but I got that now he had spiritualized the ego from his time with the Dalai Lama, and so he was saying I have no pride, but he didn't have to be curt with me, right? He could have said, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in cultivating that mind that has no pride in anything. Yeah, but I could tell you one of my favorite films <laughs> that I enjoyed So it's interesting how even in our spirituality and our desire to get our spirituality right and more perfect, we can be unloving and block love. And so then I'm special because I remembered not to be proud. Right? I'm special because I'm doing it right. And that's a big one for us spiritual seekers, isn't it? So we want to tell everybody else about our spiritual progress and our spiritual work, but it's so important for us as spiritual students to check in when we have that temptation and to ask ourselves, what's that coming from? Is that coming from a a, a need for recognition? What could a need for recognition be but an opportunity to either affirm that there's something lacking in me and therefore I need recognition, or it could be an opportunity to heal, to choose love, the healer. We could begin to look at it this way. So this is why in the last part of the show I invited you to look at where do you feel you You need recognition, you need appreciation, you need acknowledgement, and you are righteously angry, upset, hurt, defensive, because you're not getting what you need from your family, your friends, your co-workers, your loved ones. Now, I'm not suggesting that you become a doormat, because that's a different kind of specialness, isn't it? That's the specialness of <coughs> the martyr that I was talking about before the break. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. So I'm watching the sunrise. The birds here are <coughs> beginning to join in with the frogs. <laughs> I love my reinforced tea. All right. So, just cultivating that awareness. Where is it that you literally are keeping yourself on that hamster wheel of suffering through cultivating this feeling, this belief in you need to be acknowledged, you need to be appreciated? Or it can be, just like I was talking about before, that you need to be recognized for your suffering. You need to be recognized for the illness, for the loss. Now here's the thing. I'm not saying that if you're feeling a loss, an illness, if you're feeling unworthy, if you're feeling less than and left out, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you. Because there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with anyone. And that's what we're waking up to. But the the ego mind that hungers for that specialness is always looking for the better than, the less than. Something right, something wrong, something good, something bad. All the myriad, infinite ways of creating specialness. So if we open our mind to become aware of them, we can relax the mind and let them go. Because every place where we cultivate that attachment to specialness of some kind, any kind, we're cultivating our suffering. And haven't we seen that all over the place? Right? Right? And we've seen so many public figures go through that suffering. So one of the ones that comes to my mind is Christopher Reeve, right? He did some of that deep egoic healing work for all of us, right? Because he he was this big, handsome, strapping man who then becomes quadriplegic. And he, his specialness is not, it's gone now. He has a different kind of specialness. The, it's done a 180 on him. So if you seek for specialness of any kind, you're putting up blocks to love. Love is the healer. And All specialness, cultivating any kind of specialness, valuing it at all, is creating your suffering. In my year-long Masterful Living class, I invite the students to read three sections over and over and over and over again. In Chapter 2 of the text, Fear and Conflict and Cause and Effect, and then in the Teacher's Manual, the Trust section in Chapter 4. Those three sections, I think between them all, there's maybe seven pages, eight pages. And to read them again and again and again, because I think they so clearly help us understand the misery that we make. See, and the special relationship is just another form of validating that specialness. It creates suffering, ultimately, in some way. The you-complete-me, Jerry Maguire, relationship. Going back to the text here. (laughs) Yes, everything... Love offers everything, so we don't need any specialness. We're our true nature is love, so we don't need anything. Seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else will be added unto you. All needs met in God, and this this you can really only discover through a willingness to stop thinking that you need things and that you want things. We talked about this for a couple of shows recently. The End of Wanting. This is page 499 at the bottom. An unrecognized belief is a decision to war in secret where the results of conflict are kept unknown and never brought to reason to be considered sensitive sensible or not, and many senseless outcomes have been reached and meaningless decisions have been made and kept hidden to become beliefs now given power to direct all subsequent decisions. Mistake you not the power of these hidden warriors to disrupt your peace. He's talking like Yoda. Yoda. Mistake you not the power of these hidden warriors to disrupt your peace. So, the decisions, the beliefs that are hidden from our awareness, our conscious awareness, create much suffering. However, let me say, and we know this, don't we, that the false beliefs are active in our life, and this is one of the, the causes of great despair as we feel. I don't even know what these false beliefs are. So how am I ever going to undo them? I don't even know what they are. I can remember feeling that way. And here's the good news, all right? Many of the false beliefs that we have that seem hidden from us, and we've been in I'm just. As I'm pausing there, I'm remembering some of the things that have come up this week on the retreat here in Hawaii with David Hoffmeister. So people are recognizing their false beliefs. Why is it they're suddenly coming into their awareness? Because here in the group, there's a great willingness. And so, yes, we're talking about Course in Miracles and spiritual practice and, God all day long, but it is their willingness. They've come here to the retreat to further anchor their willingness to choose love instead of suffering. And so, in our connections with each other, in our going to the volcano yesterday, and our having lunch and breakfast and dinner with each other, we're getting an opportunity to practice non-judgment, to practice compassion and love, and so we're having the experience of more love with each other. Love is the healer. So then what happens is, in an environment like this, the false beliefs bubble up into our awareness, and we can look at them and go, wait a minute, I don't need to believe that anymore. And we can make a holy offering of it. And then, poof, seemingly, it's gone. And it's no longer operating in our awareness. Well, you see, then I can feel that someone would be thinking, well, but I can't go to Hawaii. And so I won't be able to have that experience. Well, the thing is, you don't need to go to Hawaii to think that you need to go. There's no needs here. Everything is met in God, the kingdom is within. It's not about coming together in Hawaii. It's about cultivating the willingness to have a healing, the willingness to choose love. So when we keep choosing love, then whatever is needed for us to heal, the false beliefs, the judgments, the opinions, all the ways in which we're cherishing this specialness will become apparent to us. Because we're focused on our willingness and choosing love, love is the healer. That's how we get off the hamster wheel. We just start choosing love. And if it feels excruciating to choose love, to drop the opinion, to drop the the blame and the shame and the judgment and the thoughts of revenge and attack, if making that shift feels excruciating because sometimes it does. I know it did for me, you know, feeling jealous, feeling angry, feeling resentful, constantly thinking it should be different, it should be different, it should be different, it should be different, it should be different. Including all that specialness thought uh, they should recognize me. That's the same thing as it should be different. In every single time I'm Choosing that kind of thought, I am creating a barrier to the flow of love which can heal my attachment to that thought. So this is why we cultivate our willingness to see the most loving choice and to choose it even if it's not easy. But we begin with just the willingness to see the more loving choices. So truly cultivating that habit of waking up every day and saying, Holy Spirit, help me to see clearly. Help me to know and feel and hear clearly. And this is one of the reasons why I offer my daily spiritual espresso and my daily prayers, so that you have a prayer partner. If you'd like one, you have a daily reminder in your email. You can listen to click and pray with me. You can call the prayer line. Many choices. And this is why I also offer that year-long class of Masterful Living for people who would like real support and strengthening their mind. I'm amazed at the miracles and the breakthroughs that are happening in just a couple of weeks of Masterful Living. We're just getting started People will be joining us for the next six weeks. You can be one of them if you choose. If you haven't checked out my Masterful Living class, I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com on the break. There's so many free calls and audios there. You can download them and listen to them at your leisure. (laughs) <laughs> and it's time for me to take a break here. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're living the love. We're walking the talk right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
2: Now and then, life is challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, But I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature. Every day I pursue what enriches me, enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination.
0: This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth.
1: Yay! <laughs> We're back! Ah, oh, what a blessing, huh? What a blessing to come together. I'm also going to point out to you that if you go to iTunes and search for me, there's tons of free stuff there. And if you like and appreciate any of it and would be willing to write a review, that would be great because that's how more people uh, find things is because the reviews. So, of course, you can also share it Facebook and that helps more people find it too. And uh, it's good karma and It's all free. Nice to share the free stuff. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. (coughs) The sun is coming up here in Hawaii. And it's beautiful. Now, I love this. Check this out. So, this is page 500. It's chapter 24 uh, and the goal of specialness. The secret enemies of peace. Your least decision to choose attack instead of love, unrecognized and swift to challenge you to come combat and divide far more inclusive than you think are there by your election. So in other words, the secret enemies of peace, these, these little beliefs that go unrecognized. Remember any choice for separation is a choice for separation so it's going to create suffering and I know that I, I can remember in myself many years ago thinking this, this is too hard to be vigilant over my thoughts holy moly I do not have that kind of attention span I don't have the ability to be vigilant over my thoughts I don't have the ability to really watch over what I'm thinking That's not true. We we don't need to belittle ourselves. Our mind is the mind of God. We have an incredible capacity. See, and that's another way we get into specialness. Oh, I don't have that ability. No, that's for mystics and yogis and people who have studied for many years. It's not true. It is not true at all. Let us not believe in that negative specialness. We have the ability to remember our true identity, which is pure wisdom, pure clarity, the purity of God, the pristine awareness of God. This is our true nature. The reason why we think we don't have it is because we don't value it. That's all. It's not because we don't have it. It's because we don't value it. We we give ourselves permission to think, attack thoughts. Well, the attacker always feels attacked. Is that what you're interested in? A life of, oh, I'm creating a life of tremendous suffering where I feel attacked and judged all the time. The judge always feels judged. The attacker always feels attacked. The lover always feels beloved. It's up to you what will you choose. So you get to choose what you'll experience through the thoughts that you choose to think. So we like to say, oh, it's too hard, I can't do that. Oh, I can't be vigilant. Well, okay, you choose. And I love that it says here that these unrecognized secret enemies of peace, which are your least decision to choose attack instead of love. This is what Jesus meant when he said, What you do to the least of them, you do to me. So the least thought of separation, uh, this is bad. This should not be. They should do it differently. Even the ones, check this out, even something like, she should hold that in her other hand. She should go that way in the next lane. Don't take that exit, take this one. If there's a should in it, if there's an opinion or a judgment in it, these are the little least decisions. So we can come to recognize them. Oh, I'm really wishing that they would do it differently. It's different than they should do it differently. And if we're wishing that we should do, it, they would do it differently, we can really get in there and ask, Why? Why is that so important to me? And do we have opinions and judgments around it? This is where my work is every day. Opinions and judgments come up into my mind every day. And if I believe them, I will feel upset every time. It says here, do not deny their presence nor their terrible results. All that can be denied is their reality, but not their outcome. Isn't that great? So, we deny their reality. We remember that this is an illusion. And yet, their outcome is our experience in the illusion. So, the least... Looking for it here. The secret enemies of peace, your least decision to choose attack instead of love. So sometimes it can seem so, so hard to uh, release a judgment of they shouldn't have uh, stolen my car. They shouldn't have fired me from that job. They shouldn't have left me. They shouldn't have been They shouldn't have given me that diagnosis. They shouldn't. But everything is divinely ordained for our learning. The perfect, perfect learning is in everything. Seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto us, including the awareness of what a thing is for. So we don't know what anything is for. We might think that they made that mistake and that diagnosis should never have happened, but it's happening to us for a reason. They stole our husband for a reason, in a sense. Do you see? There's a learning in it. If we think it shouldn't have happened, then we lose track of the learning. So, if we are in that place of specialness that I have been a victim, or I'm so special, I'm so wonderful, I'm not being appreciated, all the many different kinds of specialness, they all create that hamster wheel effect. How do we get off it? We drop the weapon of mass destruction, the opinion, the judgment. We begin to cultivate the willingness to seek the love from within instead of from without. So we, you know, if we can't feel truly, truly loved by ourselves, if we're judging ourselves intensely, then we're going to think, well, others are going to judge us as well, so there won't be any love for us. Our loved ones aren't going to love us, so if they can't love us, maybe they can feel pity or sympathy for us, or even empathy. What about just moving into compassion for ourselves? I seem to be struggling now. I'm going to have compassion for myself. I'm choosing what David Hoffmeister calls the stinking thinking. And I feel really attracted to it right now. I'm going to have compassion for myself. Maybe we can practice having compassion for ourselves by having compassion for someone else, because there's only one. Now, the temptation will be when we see someone who is in need of that specialness, recognition, right? That we think, oh, they're so egotistical. So now we've made them wrong and bad. <coughs> Again, there's our place to change our thinking. Take a sip of my tea here. Oh, this sunrise is so beautiful. Hmm. All that is ever cherished as a hidden belief to be detect- detected through unrecognized, though unrecognized is faith in specialness. You only attack what you believe to be separate. You want something to be separate so that you can attack it. All that is ever cherished as a hidden belief to be defended, though unrecognized, is faith in specialness. So we place our faith in something. Our faith is our belief. And through that door of faith awakens true intelligence wisdom clarity pristine awareness so if we put our faith in separation in duality in thinking there's an other then we totally are missing the opportunity for our healing Let's not miss any more opportunities, so let's give up all attachment to any kind of specialness. And it's time for me to pray. I'm going to remind you once again, if you'd like to be my daily prayer partner or take advantage of any of the free stuff I offer, it's all over my site at jenniferhadley.com, and it's also tons of free stuff at iTunes. <sighs> jenniferhadley.com So Place our hand on our heart, and we give thanks that we can choose to release all attraction and attachment to specialness. Get off the hamster wheel through choosing love. This is what we're choosing right now. And in grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining with me this morning. Have a beautiful and blessed day.
2: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way.
3: Are you ready to take a quantum leap into greater self-acceptance and love and freedom from suffering by connecting all your parts especially those you deem broken? If so, join Mark Anthony Lord, founder and spiritual director of the Bodhi Spiritual Center in Chicago, every Monday at 1 p.m. Central, as he helps you understand there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfect just the way you are. This show is for you, so you can know you're not alone, and that you really matter, and that miracles are right here within you and all around you. From this knowing, anything and everything becomes possible. Each week, Mark will be joined by amazing guests who share their journeys of awakening. Listen live on Mondays at 1 p.m. Central or download the podcast at your convenience or subscribe via iTunes to Nothing Broken Here with Mark Anthony Lord, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the
2: channel and that God is the doer of good works through you.
0: This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Kupferle's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity.
3: That you are supported in your quest to create a more fulfilling life? In fact, spiritual psychology suggests that the key to purposeful living lies in your ability to embrace all of who you are and everything life has brought your way. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to do just that being yourself and becoming yourself. That's what living on purpose is all about. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse, live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Living on Purpose, where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.